And if you're listening to this, obviously it's on the audio side. So leave a five star, leave a rate and review. It helps the channel grow. You can also uh, like and subscribe on our YouTube channel. Obviously lots to get into. Brian, really quickly though, um, I know it's been a few days since we've been back, but did Michaela Mayer get robbed? <laughs> because I think we can quickly talk about this. And this is a special segment only for the audio side. No, I, I I think we need to stop saying close fights are robberies. And I think we need to stop with this mindset that just because you're pushing forward the entire time doesn't mean you won the fight when your ass is getting tagged up by counters. Uh, I thought it was a very close fight. I actually felt like a draw would have been the most fair decision. I understand that Michaela Mayer seemingly outworks Natasha Jonas, and a lot of people thought she should have won the fight. But Natasha Jonas landed 40% of her punches. Michaela Mayer landed 30 and Natasha Jonas outlanded her in a couple rounds, even though she threw a lot less. And she was able to counter her effectively and stagger Michaela Mayer a few times. And Michaela Mayer did great. Like, I thought she came on late. But we have we do this thing in boxing where, one, a close fight. We call it a robbery. I don't know why people do that. It's a very close fight that literally could have gone either way. It went the other way, and a lot of people disagree. I don't think that makes it a robbery. And the other thing would be, like, if you won... I don't know, the last three rounds, it doesn't mean you won the fight just because you came on late. Like, this annoyed me about Devin Haney and Masila Lomachenko, where, oh, Lomachenko ended the fight strong. He won the fight. And it's like, no, like, that's not how that works. Sometimes you could steal a fight that way. Felix turned that Oscar De La Hoya, because Oscar De La Hoya just straight up gave up, like, five rounds in that fight. <laughs> you know, like, but, yeah, I to me, this was very close. And... I thought Natasha Jonas would get the close decision, which is why I bet the way I bet. And when you bet, you have to factor in who's the A side and who's likely to get a favorable decision if you think it's going to go to scorecards, which we may or may not talk about on this episode. Yeah. Um, if you're listening to this, we're only talking about this on the audio side. That's why you got to like and like give us a five star on this because we're going to give you some special stuff. We don't, we're not even on Patreon, but we're doing this for you. Um, I think Michaela Mayer did not get robbed. Natasha Jonas was countering like crazy. She was landing the cleaner shots. and. I think for Michaela Mayer to have won, um, number one, there should have been three-minute rounds because I fucking hate the two-minute rounds. And on top of that, she would have had to distinctively won against Natasha Jonas because it's in, in Natasha Jonas's backyard. Michaela Mayer didn't do that. I had it scored 5-5. I had it a complete draw. So yeah. I'm not mad that it went over to Natasha Jonas. One of the scorecards was crazy. It was like 97-93 for Mayer. I did not see that. And a lot of people I, on, on social media seemingly did, which they were crazy. I don't like you know what it was? I do think it was a little bit of bias because it was on our Twitter feeds, which is mostly American people. Let's be serious here. And it's their thoughts. And they thought Mayor got robbed. I did not think it was a robbery, but I would love to see them run it back. Now we're gonna talk about some more fights that are gonna be coming up. So, Brian, let's get right into it because it's gonna be a crazy episode, and we're not even gonna be able to talk about all of them. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the mandatory. Make sure to hit that like and subscribe button. It helps the channel grow. Also, you can find us on the audio side. We just did a special segment where you can only hear it on the audio side. We talk about if Michaela Mayer got robbed this past weekend. But remember, when you hit that audio side, wherever you find uh, your podcast or shows, 
Make sure to leave a rate and review. And thank you so much for rocking with us. Also follow us at The Mandatory TKO. We're everywhere, TikTok, Twitter, and IG. Lots to get into in this episode. Also, we're going to have a special betting preview uh, for Jaime Munguia and John Ryder for everyone that's been waiting for that one. Um, <laughs> but you know what, Brian? Lots of fights have been announced. We're not going to be able to get to all of them, but we're going to talk about three that are pretty much official at this point. And one of them is going to be crazy because Tim Zhu, Keith Thurman is back for the first time since 2022. And this is going to be a crazy fight that goes down March 30th in Las Vegas. Brian, your thoughts on Keith Thurman returning against Tim Zhu? We haven't seen Keith Thurman since February of 2022. <laughs> and that was a, a decision win against Mario Barrios, which that feels so long ago. Um, before that, we hadn't seen him in two and a half years, which was the split decision loss to Manny Pacquiao, which I actually he, thought he he looked good in, right? He got, like, he got dropped in that fight. Keith Thurman did. got dropped in that fight. I remember I had my money on Thurman to win that fight. And I remember I saw him get dropped and I was like, I don't know how that's going to go. Split decision, though. Keith Thurman has dealt with a ton of injuries. Um, and that's why we've seen these long chunk layoffs. But we've been waiting for him to return to the ring. He's moving up to 154 pounds for this fight. And Brian, it kind of makes me wonder, does Terrence Bud Crawford get the winner of this fight? <laughs> that's interesting. Um, I, I, I'm very worried about this fight for Keith Thurman. Very worried. He's in his mid-30s. He's had the long layoffs, the injuries. Tim Zhu is somebody who's like heading towards peak Tim Zhu. Like, I don't feel like we've seen the best of him yet. I'm, I'm, I'm a believer that he's that good. I think at 154, he can co clearly compete against and potentially beat anybody in this weight class. Um, this is not a very deep weight class, in my opinion, which is another reason why Keith Thurman gets his shot despite the long layoff. Like, I have questions about why that is in terms of like a ranking standpoint, uh, somebody who's never fallen the weight class, but you know, boxing is going to boxing. And at the same <laughs> time, like if you're going to sell the first PBC on Amazon pay-per-view reportedly, yeah, you're probably going to want a name like Keith Thurman in there, who's somebody we've had in our sort of consciousness for almost 10 years at this point, in terms of like him being a champion level fighter, contender level fighter for that long. Um, maybe even, yeah, 10 years. So I think that he's going to lose this fight. I think Tim yeah. Zhu's going to beat him. Um, this is what it is. Like Tim Zhu, who's a little bit older than I thought, actually, he's 29 years old. But still, I think he's at his peak right now. He had a good showing against Brian Mendoza, which was a very fun, competitive fight that I think Brian Mendoza actually got rounds off of him. Um, but his last fight was in October. Keith Thurman's was 2022 or that 20 months before that, whatever the math is there. So we saw Tim Zhu win three times last year. Tim Zhu has actually fought four times since Keith Thurman lasted. Like there's just no way I'm backing Keith Thurman in this fight, but I think it's going to be a great fight. Nonetheless, I just worry about the ring rust and the age and the inactivity and the injuries for Keith Thurman all catching up to him. I think I'm most worried about the layoff, the injuries. I think Keith Thurman, he's been waiting to get into the ring. He's been waiting for an opportunity. And I think he's been waiting for a money fight as well. Because I think this this will bring in some dollars for a guy like Keith Thurman. And you talked about it. He's kind of been in the back of our minds for about 10 years now. Keith Thurman is a name. One time, right? This is a guy that 
potentially was growing to be that superstar. But then injuries got in the way. Um, Manny Pacquiao dropped him. He lost a split decision. And then we were like, what's going on with Keith Thurman? He kind of disappeared for a little bit, came back, fought Mario Barrios, and then we didn't hear from him. And now he's back taking on Tim Zhu, and Tim Zhu right now is on an incline. Right. Everyone is pushing Tim Zoo really hard. Uh, really big fan base in Australia. You know, when Australia starts to push you like that, um, you're going to become a superstar. And so that's what's going down for Tim Zoo. And he's the best name at 154 pounds right now. I'd probably say he's that name at 154 pounds until Bud comes into that division until maybe Spence does. We don't know what's going on with Spence um, after he just also had eye surgery again. But this is probably the best fight for Keith Thurman. And there's other names at 154 pounds where I'm looking like, where's that Danny Garcia? You know what I mean? Um, when are we going to see names like that? But I'm not mad at Keith Thurman for taking this fight. And I do believe if Bud does come up a weight class, that we're more likely to see him fight the winner of this fight than see him fight a guy like Teofimo Lopez, which, by the way, we also did do a segment on. So you can find that on our YouTube page. But yeah, I think this is a fight that Keith Thurman loses. And it just comes down to him being inactive. He hasn't been active in a long time. Tim Zhu, the way that he fights, he likes to come forward. He's aggressive. He looks big. And I don't know how Keith Thurman is going to look after a long layoff moving up a weight class. So it's going to be interesting to see, but I'm not just counting out Keith Thurman because he is one time. I mean, they don't call him one time for no reason, but this is a great fight. I'm excited for it. And there's also a co-main event that just got announced um, by Mike Coppinger. Now, there's going to be a little bit of confusion because you might have saw Ryan Garcia post that he was going to fight Rolly Romero. Well, that's going to be put to bed right now because Mike Coppinger reported that Rolly Romero will be defending his 140-pound title against Isaac Pitbull Cruz on the co-main event for Tim Zoo Keith Thurman, March 30th in Las Vegas. So this is actually going down. We're not getting Ryan Garcia and Rolly Romero, clearly. No way. They had a tentative date. I believe it was April 20th. So there's no way that fight would happen. This is going down March 30th, the co-main. Before you get into this fight, Brian, are you kind of disappointed that Ryan Garcia and Roly weren't able to make it happen despite the fact that there was a report it was going to happen? There was a report that um, Roly took himself out of the conversations because of the money. Then there was a report that it wasn't going to happen at all. And then Ryan came back and said, yo, it's happening for sure. Less than 24 hours later, Roly's fighting Isaac Cruz. So. Yeah. Are you, like, you know, that's crazy, but are you kind of disappointed that we're not getting Roly and Ryan? Because, you know, that's kind of a, that's a watch party fight. I, I don't know why all of Tank's exes want to fight each other uh, at this point. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Isaac Cruz, I mean, I think you're, I think he's going to be Roly Romero, <laughs> despite how he looked at his last fight. I mean, you know, uh, Gio Cabrera is a tough matchup. So I, I I get why that fight went the way it did. To me, like this is this is a more interesting fight in terms of like how's Roley Romero going to deal with this. But I think Roley Romero is going to be the underdog regardless of if he fought Ryan Garcia or Isaac Cruz. I think I'm going to you know look at whoever he's fighting to beat him because I just Roley Romero lost that fight or was losing that fight to Ismail Barroso, who then got a first round knockout over O'Hara Davies and is still lurking around here somewhere. You know what, Ryan Garcia, you should fight him. I would want to see Ryan Garcia actually fight Ismail Bar Barroso next. 
if he's not going to fight Jose Ramirez, if he's not going to fight uh, Arnold Barbosa, he already outright publicly rejected the Jose Ramirez fight. And evidently, he doesn't call the shots on his own career because he and Oscar De La Hoya can't get on the damn same page about anything. And he's out here saying that he's going to fight Rolly Romero on April 20th. And then Rolly Romero uh, gets on this card, probably more money, if I'm being honest. This may be a more, uh, not a more lucrative fight in terms of, you know, fighting Isak Cruz versus Ryan Garcia, but this is the first PBC on Amazon event. Yeah. So this is probably a bigger deal to be a part of, um, though I think this is clearly the more dangerous title defense, but Rolly Romero's delusional and probably thinks that he's going to win against either of these guys. And yeah, like he, he should, he's a boxer, but you know, and he, he is skilled. Like he, he was doing some great things up until Gervonta Davis knocked him out, but you know, he also got outboxed by a 40-year-old until we saw one of the worst stoppages in many years of, of boxing. So I think this is a very interesting fight. It's a great co-feature on paper. Like, it's a captivating co-feature. Yeah. Um, could, 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 could have been a main event. Yeah, Arislandi Lara got announced, and I think he's going to be on this card as well. But uh, not announced, reported. And I think he's going to be on this card as well. Which, could you imagine if it's him and Danny Garcia? It wasn't from what I saw. I think it was. Um, I have to look. I have to look again because I saw it last night. It was him and yeah, it was Michael Zarafa. Okay. And, and we'll face each other March thirtieth, Las Vegas, as part of the Tim Zoo Keith Thurman undercard PBC's inaugural show, Amazon Prime, and this is uh, reported by. I'm not even sure who did this first, but that's something that reportedly is set so we'll see Arizona Lara back from the dead we haven't seen him in a very long time also he was supposed to fight Danny Garcia last year at Barclays Center in July and then October and whatever and didn't happen regardless I think this is a great co-feature and I think Isak Cruz is going to knock out Rolly Romero yeah I think this is going to be a really good fight you know going back to that Ishmael Barroso fight with Rolly Romero do you think he just didn't take him seriously because he was thinking yo this is a 40 year old I'm going to knock him out like Rolly could have came into that fight and maybe not taken it seriously because I was actually impressed with him in the first few rounds against Tank I I had him up on the scorecards of course um, and then he made a mistake uh, being a little bit um, you know not too defensive against a guy like Tank and you know how good Tank is Tank ended up getting the knockout but for Rolly Romero I think this is a tough fight. I think at the same time, I think Isaac Pitbull Cruz, I mean, they don't call him Pitbull Cruz for no reason, but I do believe he's going to be able to win this fight. As for Rolly Romero, though, if he ends up beating Isaac Cruz, then we're talking about Rolly in a different way because that's a legit name on his resume. And so this is a lot riding on this fight for Rolly Romero. And let's keep it real here. If Rolly Romero beats Pitbull Cruz, then... I would kind of say that he has a little bit of a better resume than Ryan Garcia, to be honest with you, because that's sure. that that's For a good sure. name. And then it kind of makes the fight with him and Ryan Garcia, if it was to happen, a little bit bigger. Right. The odds so, would be different. And, and look, Ryan Garcia's best win is against Oscar Duarte, who we just saw. Maybe yeah. Javier Fortuna. Like Isaac Cruz would be a, a much bigger win than anything Ryan Garcia has done to date. If Rodrigo yeah. Romero were to pull this off. I just yeah. I'm not sure he will. Yeah, I'm not quite sure, but you know what? We can't count out Roly. These are two guys that sure. definitely possess power. And um, what I've seen from Roly when he's serious, like he's a pretty good fighter for a guy that started pretty late in his career. I think I would lean towards Isaac Cruz in this for now, but I really want to see how serious Roly takes this because if Roly does take it seriously and he ends up getting this victory, 
he's going to end up making a lot of bread that could potentially lead to a mega fight between him and Ryan Garcia because Ryan Garcia thought this was going to go down. I'm pretty sure he's going to wake up this morning and be like, what? This is not happening. Um, but it's one of those fights that I'm looking forward to. I think it's a great co-main. Like I said, I think this could be a main event on another card as well. But this is great for the first pay-per-view on Amazon. I'm really interested in seeing what PBC does with this. But Tim Zoo, Keith Thurman, then we're going to get Rolly Romero. And of course, none other than Isaac Pitbull Cruz. I think this is going to be great for boxing. March 30th, give it to me now. That's like just over two months away. So we are getting fights. And speaking of fights that we're getting, finally, we are getting the fight for Undisputed at light heavyweight. Yes, I'm talking about Arthur Betterbiev and Dimitri Bivol. It's going down June 1st in Saudi Arabia. No surprise, uh, because that's where it seems like all the fights are going down lately. Uh, but June 1st is the date, so in summer. And Brian, we're finally getting this fight. So how do you feel about it? You know, I we talked about this at some point last year because there were rumors and there were rumors and there were rumors. I've just always kind of favored Dimitri Bivol when this fight goes down because, like, you know, uh, you have boxer versus puncher. It's another case of one of those. But Arthur better be have looked better in his last fight than Dimitri Bivol did. You know, so I, I, I kind of I, I'm going to wait and see what the odds are and looking at it from a betting perspective and in terms of a prediction, like who's straight up going to win. I, I just I want to wait a little bit. And I have time because this shit isn't until June 1st. But Arthur better be have in his last fight looked really just dominant in a way that I, I saw some things there where I'm like, I think he can get to Dimitri Bivol is what I would say. Like, I think the pressure, like, I wonder if Dimitri Bivol could actually keep him off because when we saw him against, what was it, Lyndon Arthur in December mm -hmm. in the Saudi Arabia card, it looked like he was going to stop him a couple different times and then didn't. And at some point, it's like I didn't think the power was bothering Arthur as much as it was just the overall boxing ability, the speed, the range, the range mastery, um, the jabs, especially. I mean, Jesus Christ, Dimitri Bivol. But like, I think Arthur better be of like there's a way he can sort of navigate through that. He's maybe the best pressure fighter in boxing or one of them. There's a reason he has a 100 percent knockout rate. <laughs> like <laughs> he's knocked out everybody he's fought, even though he's taken a couple knockdowns. But. I don't know. Is Dimitri Bivol gonna knock down Arthur Betterbiev? Like, I think I think you're gonna get pretty juicy odds on that because that's not super likely. But I can't wait to see what what the line is because I think this is legitimately legitimately a 50-50 fight of which we've only had one so far this year and it's only January, so it's not like an indictment on the sport or anything. Natasha Jonas and Michaela Mayer to me was a 50-50 fight going into it and evidently coming out of it, right? So. This one to me is that, whereas the other two, I have a pretty strong inclination of where I'm leaning. Like, I like Tim Zhu over Keith Thurman. I like Isaac Cruz over Rolly Romero. Um, but this is 50-50. And then there are some other fights that we're not even – we may spend a couple minutes on some of the other fights that got announced because there's been so many that we're not going to just have, like, too much time to get into all of them. But there are some other great fights that I'm looking forward to that feel 50-50-ish. This one is one of those for me. And to me – this is the fight of the year on paper outside of probably Tyson Fury, Alexander Usyk, which is another fight that's coming up that's in that 50-50 range as well. Yeah, for me, you know, Archer Betterbiev looked so great in his last fight. 
And Dimitri Bevel, I've always kind of been leaning towards him because I was like, you know, Archer Bedebiev, when is father time going to catch up to him? But from what I saw in his last fight, he's got a whole new arsenal. Like he just added more to his bag. He looked skilled. He was, we know that he's a pressure fighter, but the way that he was getting to the body, like he wasn't just a power puncher. He was showing that he got better skill wise. And that's a little bit scary because not only is he throwing with power, now he's got skill. Like what, what, what is going on here? And he's gotten better with age. And to be honest with you, at first I was leaning towards going with Dimitri Bevel, but I think I might take Arch Archer better Biev in this fight. The way that he was fighting in his last fight, I think Dimitri Bevel is going to have some problems. I think better Biev because he just looks like the bigger dude, like the way that he's built, the way that he stalks you, the way that he gets to the body, the way that he mixes it up, the way that he changes his levels. It's more than just power. Like we talk about him being this devastating knockout puncher, 100% rate, which I want to add again. It's more than that from what we saw. And the fact that it's happening June 1st, so better Biev is, you know, he's staying busy. He's going to have a training camp. I think Bevel's in for something that he has never seen before. He's never faced this type of power. And I don't even think he's faced this type of pressure fighter because Canelo is a guy that likes to come forward and whatnot, but not like better Biev, right? Remember Dimitri Bevel was like, yo, my hand was all sore. Well, I was blocked. Like, <laughs> yo, you know what you know what better Biev's going to do to your arm, your forearm? Like yeah. it's, it's, this is such a good fight. I don't want to count out people. So here at the mandatory, we want to know what's your early pick for it. Cause I want to see in the comments who you're going to be rolling with. So make sure to drop that down. But this is a fight that I'm so excited for. Probably the fight that I'm most excited for this year, undisputed, you know, anytime everyone's trying to go undisputed, it's like the sexy thing to do in boxing, but this is the fight I'm probably most, most excited for other than Usyk and Tyson Fury. Cause I don't even know how I'm going to bet that one at this point, but this one I'm going to lead uh, with the Canadian, um, Arthur. <laughs> we claiming him all the way now. Um, but here at the mandatory, we want to know what you think about these fights. Um, really quickly, Brian, is there another fight that you're looking forward to that was announced that we were not going to have a deep dive, but is there something that you want to mention really quick before we get out of here? God, there's so many. Um, there's this. I mean, we'll we'll. I'm sure this one's gonna happen, but it's not like official. Official. I don't think now you're in a way. And Luis Neri is probably yes. is probably is probably the one for me. It's either that or finally, finally, uh, the unification at minimum weight, as Boxberg calls it. Uh, Yocasta Valle and Sinisa Estrada. That I that to me is another fight that's like 50 50 ish and. If Sinisa Estrada fights like she did in her last fight that we saw televised, Ooh, ESPN, she in trouble. She's she gonna have she some problems because she she like she will get countered over and over again if that's the case. Um, but to me, that's a 50-50 fight, and I don't know which way I'm leaning yet because I highly respect both fighters. And then, you know, like I mentioned, in a way, in a way, and Neri, I mean, if that happens, supposedly, like the report was saying, like, oh, they might do it at the same stadium that Mike Tyson got knocked out by Buster Douglas in yeah. 55,000, whatever, whatever. Like, those are the ones where I'm like, oh, that's, oof. It, it could, what I would seem like it was going to be, oh, is this going to be a down year for boxing? But we got to wait to see what fights are getting announced. And now it looks like we have some exciting things on the horizon, even next month because there are some good fights next month that are coming around.
So for me, I know like kind of the boring fight going under the radar is Lomachenko and George Cambosis Jr. But <laughs> I, I'm like the biggest, I love Lomachenko. So I can't wait till he goes and wins against Cambosos. And then we're talking about Loma again. Um, so that's kind of what I want to see. I want to see another vintage performance by Loma. That's what I'm excited to see. And I know I'm kind of disrespecting George Cambosis Jr. But it's just, it, there's levels to this. And that's how good Lomachenko is. And after his last two fights, I'm like, like what, what? trend is Loma going towards, right? Because he's taking these L's. Um, Some people thought that he won against Devin Haney, that he got robbed. He was crying after that fight. He was devastated. So this is a good fight for a guy like Lomachenko, who I still think is one of the best in that weight class. But for me, yes, now in a way, and Lewis Neary, if that fight is going to go down, that's going to be a really good fight. And if in a way then takes care of Neary, because Neary, listen, he's a dangerous fighter as well. Easily like pound for pound. Easily pound for pound number one. Like, I don't even think I'm going to be arguing it at that point, even though I know Bud's that dude. But it's just the fact of what Inoue does. So I think that's the fight I'm definitely most looking forward to. But here at the Mandatory, we want to know what fights you're looking forward to, who you're picking, and Tim Zuki Thurman. What do you think about Roly Romero and Ryan Garcia? Oh, wait, never mind. That's not happening. Roly Romero and Isaac Pitbull Cruz. That's right. Also, tell us how you feel about Roly and Ryan not happening. And better be of and be vol. And, of course, if you got one of a nerd fight that here at the Mandatory we love, let us know and follow us at the Mandatory TK. Also, if you like the content, hit that like and subscribe button. And Brian, final thoughts before we get up and out of here. Yeah, I mean, we have some really good fights um, coming up. We have one this weekend that I I think it'll be interesting, but I kind of I kind of hope I kind of hope that this leads to something else is what I would say, uh, which we're going to talk about in our Money Be Green segment. And that'll be out this week as well. So stay tuned for that. 